Welcome to The Light of the World, and this is Jerry G. Martin. The new year has begun, and things are moving at a fast pace. Before the year gets away from us, it's always important that we do first things first, and that is offering ourselves up to the Lord and allowing God to look in our lives and use our lives for His glory. Well, this week, I will be bringing you a message on You Are the Light, and then Pastor Jackie is going to be bringing you some messages on standing in faith, how to stand in faith and be unmovable. Stay tuned after today's message, and we're going to let you know how you can become a part of the Light of the World Bible Institute that's going to begin next Sunday. Come and go with us as we continue to walk in the light of God's Word. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him don't perish, doesn't have to perish, but shall have everlasting life. Jesus said, I came to seek and to save those who were lost. And there are lost people by the millions that are going to hell because nobody has exposed them to the light. We can see that plan laid out in the book of Isaiah. And I'm going to read a quite a lengthy passage just to give you the idea. Even before Jesus came physically in the world, uh, God had this plan and there was this, this uh, issue of darkness and light and God still always wanted people to be a light. He called a, a nation Israel so that they can be a light so other people can see God working through them and say that they're God is God. In the book of Isaiah 59, the writer says, Surely the arm of the Lord is not too short to save, nor his ear too dull to hear. That's true today. You may see all the things that are going on in our culture and all the things that are going on around us, but surely the arm of the Lord is not too short. He can't still save people. Okay, we ought to have a hearty amen on that one. Surely the arm of the Lord ain't too short. He can't still reach down. and If he reached down and saved you, he can reach down and save these folks today. They're not any meaner and hateful toward God today doing what they're doing than we were when we were unsaved. They're just doing it online. They're just doing it where everybody can see it. Everybody can see what we were doing. But his arm is not too short to save, nor his ear too dull to hear. But your iniquities have separated you from, God, from your God. Your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear. For your hands are stained with blood. Now, this is the, out of the news flash. You know how they say breaking news. Here's some breaking news. Verse 3, for your hands are stained with blood, your fingers with guilt, your lips have spoken lies, and your tongue mutters wicked things. No one calls for justice. In verse 6, their deeds are evil, and acts of violence are in their hands. Their feet rush into sin, and they are swift to shed innocent blood. Sounds like today. Their thoughts are evil thoughts. Ruin and destruction mark their ways. The way of peace they do not know. There is no justice in their path. They have turned them into crooked roads. No one who walks in them will know peace. So justice is far from us and righteousness does not reach us. We look for light, 
but all is darkness. For brightness, but we walk in deep shadows. Like the blind, we grope along the wall, feeling our way like men without eyes. At midday, we stumble as if it were twilight. Among the strong, we are like the dead. We all growl like bears. We mourn mournfully like doves. We look for justice, but find none. For deliverance, but it is far away. That just looked like people saying, I don't know what this world's coming to. Look at all the things that are going on. Oh, I don't want to watch the news anymore. It's just terrible, terrible. That's nothing new. He wrote about it thousands of years ago. This is the way people go when they have no God that governs their lives. So what do we do about it? He goes into the next chapter in chapter 60 of Isaiah. He says this, verse 1, Arise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. Boy, you ought to meditate on that scripture all week this week. I believe that's what he's telling us to do today. Arise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen up on you. I'll say that sometime, arise, shine, for my light has come, for the glory of the Lord has risen upon me. I need to rise and shine, for my light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon me. Can you make a confession? You say, I'm going to arise and shine, for my light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon me. When the enemy comes in and shoots you a fiery dart and tell you that you can't make it, that tell you that you got too much negative stuff going on around you, say, no, I will arise and shine for my light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon me. Then he goes on and says, see, darkness covers the earth and thick darkness over the people, but the Lord rises upon you and his glory appears over you. Nations will come to your light and kings to the brightness of your dawn. When the glory of the Lord has risen upon you and the light is emanating from you, people are going to be drawn to you. Kings and kingdoms, high and low, will come to you because light draws those who are in darkness. You have been placed here in this culture, in this year, in this generation on purpose, if God would have wanted you to live in the good old days, you'd have lived and died a long time ago. But the good old days were not the good old days for the one who were in the good old days. You ever notice the good old days were days that are in the past? You're in the right place at the right time. God put you here. You can say, I don't know if I can reach this generation. Well, you are the generation. You've gone through some things. You've experienced some things that this generation needs. Your light is desperately needed. And Jesus said your light should be like a city on a hill. It should be seen. He said two things about your light. I want to just focus on it and I'll, I'll close it out. When he said the light is like a city on a hill, but neither shall it be under a bowl. King James uses, I believe, a bushel. And it should be placed on a stand so that others can see it. So the question is that if we are the light, why are lights not being seen 
more visible among God's people. I believe a lot of us still have a bowl over our light. For many of us, the reason our light can be seen is because the bowl is over it. I've been thinking about that. What is the bowl that may be covering your light? It could be fear. It could be insecurity. It could be the pain of your past. It could be your physical condition. But it's covering your light because all of your energy and everything and all of your thoughts are just about yourself and how you're going to make it. It could be your lifestyle. The way I'm living, I, I can't say anything to anybody because they'll call me out. It could be unforgiveness, bitterness, anger. Your bowl could be that you're too busy. I got things to do. I have my own agenda. I'm trying to get some things together. I'm trying to get some things together. I've been working on some things, and you've been getting things together for 20 years, and they ain't together. It could be finance. I'm trying to get my little money together. I need to work harder to get my money so when I retire, I have something. But the end result is it becomes a bowl that is over your light, and you're, therefore you're not projecting anything so that others can see what God is doing in your life. So it's not that you don't have the light. You are the light. Yeah, you, you are the light. It's on. But nobody can see it. Because there's stuff going on. One of the enemy's strategy is, if, if I can't stop you from going to heaven, I want to stop you from, from fulfilling God's plan for you here on the earth. So we don't have the joy of the Lord like we should have the joy of the Lord because we got all these anxieties and all of this. And, and you remember the, the, the parable of the sower when he had the different kinds of soil and there was one kind he said that he planted it and the, and the plant came up and, but the, the weeds came up alongside of it and began to choke it out. And when Jesus uh, began to explain what that was, he said those weeds are the cares of life, the deceitfulness of wicked, of riches. And the worries of life that choke out the word to make it unfruitful. So the enemy knows how to choke out what God wants to do in your life. He wants to stuff out the light so he put a cover over it. But I'm telling you today, today is the day that you just need to reach over there and say, I don't know what's fitting to happen. I'm using some English. I don't know what's fitting to happen. But I'm going to take this cover off today. And see what God wants to do in my life. The cover is an excuse. Whatever your excuse is. Now let me, let me just tell you. Because one of the things that we. One of the perspectives that we have. You know if I just let God use my life. I don't know what he going to do. What he going to take me. He going to take me somewhere. I don't know what he going to do. No he's not going to do that. I'm going to talk about your lampstand. He said, you take, it, take the cover off and put it on a lampstand. The lampstand is stable. So wherever you are, that's where that light needs to shine. That's where you start. He said, take the cover off and put it on a stand. Where are you right now? Every one of us have a position in the world in some place where we are. And he says, wherever you are, right there where you are, you put that light on that stand and you begin to give light to everybody in the area, wherever your stand is. 
Don't worry about you have to go to some foreign country or you got to do something what you might think is weird and all of that. Just let the light shine where you are. He said, let your light so shine. Let it shine. What do you mean? Take the cover off of it and put it on a stand. It'll do it work itself. So where is that place you're going to plant your light? There's no excuse for us not to. We go places. We are places. We have jobs. We have family. We're in school, we, we're young, we're old, we, we got all kind of relationships. There's none of us out on an island where we have no interaction with anybody. And if you are on an island where there's nobody there but you, be one of those searchlights that come on so somebody don't run into the island and crash. They'll see the light, you'll guide them on in. Be the lighthouse, the light is already on. You are the light. When you are the light of the world, you can be sure that the enemy is going to try to discourage you and keep you from fulfilling the promise and the purpose God have for your life. That's why Pastor Jackie encouraged you as well to be strong and to be steadfast and unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord because your labor is not in vain. And she spoke to us about how to stand in faith, believing no matter what. If you would like to hear today's message in its entirety, you can listen to it on our podcast. Just go to The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. And then you can listen to today's broadcast or any previous broadcast you've heard on this station. Now, I want to take a moment to invite those of you especially in the Houston area to join us as we began our spring semester of the Light of the World Bible Institute. These are Christian growth classes to help us grow in the wisdom and knowledge of the things of God and help us to become productive in the Word. You can become a blessing and a benefit to your church right where you are. We have introductory courses on spiritual boot camp and finding your spiritual gift. We're also offering our advanced course, Spiritual Warfare, The Bible in 90 Days, and Biblical Problem Solving. If you would like more information, you can go to our website at lowcf.org or call us at 281-964-1393. There is no cost except your study material. Classes will begin Sunday, January 14th from 5 to 7 p.m. at the Light of the World on 16161 Old Umbra Road. Now for the Light of the World, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, May the Lord our God richly bless you and we'll be with you again next time.